Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. Welcome to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, where we help people increase their cash flow. We do this by talking to the experts who have a proven financial strategy that has worked for them. We get the inside info with the smartest people by taking a deep dive, asking the right questions, and getting specific action steps that you can use. We study the experts who have defied conventional wisdom, who have unlocked the doors to greater wealth, and we share it with you. For those of you who realize that you're not yet at your full potential, you're underemployed, or you're simply looking to grow your cash flow, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, hosted by Casey Stubbs. Hello, everyone. This is Casey Stubbs with the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. And today I want to talk about some tips that you can use to get started to increase your cash flow, just to help you build a foundation. I'm not going to bring in a guest today, and I love my guests. It's really been very helpful to me to learn from them, but I've actually been able to grow up my cash flow and to do some really cool things, and I'm just going to share a couple foundational things that I've learned along the way that I think will really be helpful to you. So uh, today I'm going to share four foundational truths on money management that will help you increase your cash flow. So here we go. We're going to go ahead and just jump right into it. Uh, these four things have really helped me out tremendously. So the first thing that I'm going to mention here is that it's truly, really super important that you manage your budget well. Because if you cannot handle a small budget well, you will not be able to handle a large budget. Uh, that's just the simple truth. If you can't handle something, a small thing, it's not going to go well when it becomes big. What's really going to be happening? If your finances are a mess right now, your finances are going to be a bigger mess when they get bigger. And your, uh, your unaccounted for spending is going, only going to get worse as things go along. So step one is to manage your budget well, to keep track of what you spend and to have a plan for your money, to know where you're going to spend it before you get it, to know what your expenses are, and just to take some time planning. We have our entire lives ahead of us, and it's kind of shocking to think that most people spend more time planning their vacation or their weekend than they do planning their financial lives. So just show your due diligence and begin to plan your budget. There's a myth out there that says, if only I had more money, if only I had another job, if only I had this. And I think it's good to want additional things, but to make excuses and say that, you know, your current circumstances are what holding you back. 
That's actually not true because what you really need to do before you think about if I had this is what are you doing with what you have? How effective are you using the money that you're making now? Uh, if you can effectively use that, then when more of it comes, you'll be able to use it effectively. And also, if you can use the very little bit that you have to start with, if you can use that effectively, then that will begin to grow. Uh, the journey of a million miles begins with a single step. The journey of building your cash flow begins with managing your budget well, not looking at what you do ha don't have, but rather looking at what you do have and how you can use that effectively. He has something, you would actually be really surprised whether you're making a very small amount of money or a large amount. The amount of money that flows through your hands is a lot, especially if you don't keep track of it. You're a lot more money is passing through your hands than what you realize. So the first step in this part is to get a budget to really keep track of what you're spending and then make a really solid plan to help you uh, guide your way for your financial future and that will help grow your cash flow. That's a very important first step. Then the second step of this is tied into it. All of these steps are tied together. The second step is pretty straightforward and simple, but it's called spend less money than what you make. Now, again, you I'm sure you're saying, well, I don't make any money. I don't have enough money. My bills are higher than my than what I take in. Well, that's definitely a problem, and you need to fix that. And again, having more money without fixing step one, without fixing the budget, isn't going to be the answer. Now, I do understand that things are tight and things are tough. Trust me, I get it. I am married and I have nine children. So that means there's 11 people living in my household. And that is not um, easy to manage the, that budget. It's not cheap having nine children. Uh, there's been an estimate somewhere that said each child is going to cost something like 350 thousand dollars or half a million dollars different studies over the course of the time that they've been living in your house. So, you know, that's a lot of money when you think of having nine kids. So I've got to manage my budget really well. And the thing is, once you start managing it well and spending less than what you make, you've got to start cutting things back. Say, okay, do I need this? Is there a way I can do this cheaper? And really look at saving your money. Now, I'm going to get into the creation of wealth and to making more money, but I'm just talking about starting out. When you're starting out, you have to really look at your finances and say, how can I save money? How can I do this more efficiently? There's always a way to do something better. No matter how things are right now, there's a way to do it better. There's a way to cut back. There's a way to uh, do something differently, to cut things out. Just really have a hard look at it and examine and see where you can save, where you can cut back. Because spending less than what you make, for me, is never going to change. And it really shouldn't. The more money that you have should not change. So just because all of a sudden you have, uh, if your, your revenue goes up, and you're making a million dollars instead of a thousand dollars, well, now does that mean that you need to go out and spend two million? No, you still have to spend less than what you make. And of course, it's really easy to say, oh, well, if I had a million dollars, um, it would be so easy to spend less than what I make. But actually, that's not really true. If you think about it, it's just as difficult to spend less than what you make 
if you're making more money, because what happens when you start to make more money? Well, the first thing is I got to get a nicer house, right? So you got to upgrade. Now all of a sudden you have a mortgage payment, your, your house payment goes up, your taxes go up, and then you got to get a car, that car payment goes up. And so all of a sudden the expenses begin to rise with your cash flow levels. However, if you're intentional and you're planning, this is where the cash flow really comes into play because you can now make more money, but if you've got a wise handle on your spending, then you can see that, oh, well, I don't necessarily have to increase my lifestyle just because I'm making more money. Uh, and then you can really begin to spend less than what you make as your revenue goes up. And that's where you can really, that's where we're going to go into the next steps. That's really going to accelerate your growth and help your cash flow increase even more. This is a really powerful lesson that a lot of people can't figure out because they believe that they have to have everything. And I believe that I can have everything, but I don't necessarily need everything. And if I do want something, I will wait until the right time. We don't have to have instant gratification right now. We can put it off until later on and use that money now for something else, which gets me to step three. So step two, in summary, is just spending less than what you make. And it seems like kind of a myth or like even impossible because it's so difficult nowadays. Things have gone up. We look at the government spends out eight million times more than what it takes in. And uh, the average businesses are just spending a lot of money. But if we really want to be on solid financial ground and grow our cash flow, we have to spend less than what we make. That brings step three. Step three is to save what you're not spending, okay, to save what you're not spending. So I actually have uh, two parts to this because mine is a save and a give. Being brought up as a believer in Jesus, Jesus says to give, and so I'm going to give. So right off the bat, I give 10%. So that means that 90% of the money that I make, first of all, I believe that it all belongs to God. Uh, I'm just a steward of it. But right off the bat, 10% of everything that I come in, I'm going to give. So that means that I have to live off of 90%. Well, then I've actually taken that down another level, and I'm saving 10%. So I give 10%, and I save 10%, which means that I'm living on 80%. And that's actually um, not an accurate number for me as well. That's just a number what I would look at to start. I'm actually right now, if I look at my current financial, um, my financial situation, I'm currently living on about 15% of what I make. And you might be, oh, well, you're, that's easy for you. You've got all this cash flow. You've got all these businesses, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's true. It is not that difficult for me to live off of 15%. However, uh, it has grown over time because I started this principle. I started giving a little and saving a little that over time I was able to increase my savings and increase my giving. And I actually actively have goals every year where I'm trying to raise this number up each year, both in the percentage of total number and also in uh, the amount. So like right now I'm at about 15%. I'm going to try to get that down every year. And again, that's not easy when you have 11 kids or nine kids, 11 total in the house. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, it takes planning. It can be done and it takes planning. And 
as the kids move out and some of the expenses come down and some of my revenue comes up, that number should drop, but it's not something that's going to happen accidentally. It's something that I'm purposely working towards. And so when you're saving that 10%, and I always look at giving as an investment anyways, because as I sow and give, it always comes back to me. I'm doing it out of obedience to God, but a lot of people can give and giving it just comes back because what you reap, you sow. It's the law of harvesting. Uh, so I look at my giving as an investment, but also uh, saving. I take that money that I'm saving, and then after I get it to a certain level, I'm going to roll it into something, into some kind of investment. And those investments, there's many different things that you can look at there, and that's based on your skill set, on your experience. But if you don't know anything, you need to start looking at something that would interest you, but you can invest it in stock markets. You know, if you find a really good company, you can invest or some some uh, dividend stocks or something like that. You can invest it in real estate. You can invest it in starting a company or in a company. There's lots of places that you can use to invest your revenue. And I've mixed mine up a little bit. I put a good portion of my my money, since I'm a businessman, I roll it right back into the business and use those revenues to grow my money. I'm always increasing my investments into my companies and into other investments so that I can grow my cash flow. Uh, but you can't do step three. You can't save and then give and invest unless you're doing steps one and two. If you're not managing your money well, and if you're not spending, you have your spending under control, you'll never get to step three. And I think that's where a lot of people are at, is they're trying to figure out how to get to step three. Uh, so once you have step one and two, step three is where it gets fun. And where it starts to get fun, because it really doesn't get fun until later on, that's the other point in here that's not really even a point, and that's that this journey takes time, and it's it's something that happens on purpose. It's just you got to be very persistent, and you got to do it knowing what you're doing. It's The cash flow is not just going to happen in an accident, and it's not just going to be luck. You have to actually have a plan and to really understand what you're doing with your money. Okay, so step three is to save, to save and give. Uh, and then step four is very simple. Step four is to repeat the process. So if I invest um, $100, I save up $100, and then I invest that into a stock, and then that stock returns $100, well, I could be a happy guy and then go and buy myself a new skateboard, which I'm using that as an example because I don't buy skateboards, but, uh, you know, whatever you want. I could use that money. I could use that return to make me some money. I could buy something I want debt-free. Yay. Goal one. But the problem is you're still missing sight of the long game. And the long game is to invest that $100 that you made and invest it into something else. And so now instead of investing $100, you're investing $200. So you've just doubled your money. And then the next time you invest it, you go from 200 to 400. It's the power of compounding wealth, compounding interest. It's compounding your investments and your profits. And that's really how to get your cash flow going. And so rather than spending your money that you make, you can then invest it, right? And so at, at some point, these investments are going to continue to grow. They're going to keep doubling and growing. And it's then at that point when you can take out some of the profit and spend it on the things you want. Because at that point, you're making so much returns that then you can go ahead and buy that skateboard that you want. Uh, and I use that as an example, but I was just talking to a young investor 
a couple weeks ago. And I mentioned this on my podcast, if you're listening and he's like, yeah, I just made a great return on an investment. It was awesome. And I'm, I'm now buying a brand new truck. And that's really wonderful. I think it's fantastic that he bought a new truck. I'm so happy for him that he was able to buy a new truck debt-free. Not a lot of young people are able to do that. That's really cool. But the problem with that, in my opinion, is that he pulled out of his money-making power, right? Because that base that he would, had been built up with his investments, now he just took that out and he's got to start over from zero, right? So when you take... And you have to start over from zero, your cash flow immediately stops, right? And so you really should wait until your windfall is so large that you don't have to worry about the cash flow. And then you can, you know, let that money work for you. So if you take it out too early, you might spend $25,000 on a truck or whatever it is, a skateboard, whatever it is that you want. And that money, that's gonna that twenty five thousand dollar truck might cost you two million dollars or ten million or a hundred million. Why? Because you just stopped the compounding power of that money. Because that money was gonna go into another investment and another investment and another investment and was gonna triple, double, quadruple, and grow a thousand percent. And so now you pulled that out so you could have a moment of enjoyment, but you're missing out on the big picture, which is the compounding enjoyment. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong. I'm not saying you can't go out and enjoy yourself and enjoy your youth, uh, spend some money. I mean, that's the time to have fun when you're young, right? I'm actually having more fun now that I'm older, but I get it. But unfortunately, people don't think about this early enough. And then when they're older, they don't have as much time because time can be the enemy when you're trying to grow your wealth. Uh, so I recommend no matter where you're at, it's never too late to start. Whether you're 50 or 70, you can always start managing your money well. It's never too late. Don't ever give up. But at the same time, if you're young and you're hearing this, then start making a plan. Go through these steps that I've talked about, step one, two, three, and four. Take that money that you make on your investments and roll it over and keep rolling it over. Keep reinvesting your money. And that's really the way to get your uh, cash flow on a new level. And it's really helped me out a lot. And I'm just continually enjoying this journey and continue to work on it. And that's why I have this show. And that's why I bring in these great guests is because these people have strategies. Not This is like a foundational episode where you can really understand the bottom of the plan. But my guests will give you specific tactics like, for example, when I had John Shugart on, he told you how to increase your cash flow by trading books, right? Or um, last week with uh, Stephen Burns when he was talking about how to invest in the S&P 500. Those are specific tactics and investments, and those are really important too. Uh, but these foundational pieces, these four foundational pieces are critical because you're not even going to get to – talk to these experts if you don't have the first piece of the puzzle figured out, if you don't have any money to invest in the first place, if you don't have anything to put in and grow your cash flow, you're just going to be stuck. So uh, just in repeat and recap, uh, the four steps is number one, you got to manage your budget well. Really important to just look at your budget and have it all planned out. Spend a, a couple, you know, a couple minutes every week looking at your budget and then have a master budget session at the end of the month. Uh, step two is to spend less than what you make. Make sure you're managing that. Step three is to save. And in my case, save and give. I think giving is just as important as saving. And then step four is invest those savings 
and reinvest them and continue to reinvest them as you see them grow and grow. And so that's it for this episode. Thanks a lot for listening. Make sure you can reach me at my website at caseystubbs.com. This is the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. If you want to reach out to me, I recommend that you follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash caseystubbs. I love any financial or trading or business question that you may have. It's always a pleasure for me to engage with people. Uh, I really thank you so much for listening. And have a great week. You have been listening to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. Thank you. I hope that you will take some action steps on the information that you've learned in today's episode. It is critical that you don't just learn, but that you actually do something about the information you learned. Go back and listen again and write down what you're going to do about what you learned today. It just might change your life. If this podcast was beneficial to you, please go to iTunes and search Cashflow Hacking Podcast and leave a review. Also, if you want more financial tips and wisdom and you want to interact with me directly, you can always follow me on Twitter. Just search for Casey Stubbs. Thank you for listening to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.